of the world that we live in. And we've been looking at different stories in the Gospels that illustrate this. We began by... um, We began by looking at greatness in the kingdom of God and we saw that greatness in the kingdom wasn't about being first, it was about being the very last. It was about being the very lowest rather than the highest and it was about welcoming the very least. And then we looked at uh, living in the second mile and we saw that living in the second mile was about refusing to take revenge. It was about exceeding what was expected. It was about giving with grace and it was out with, about love without limits. And then we looked at the, uh, the area of forgiveness and we saw that in the kingdom of God uh, that forgiveness is un- unlimited, that forgiveness is undeserved, but we also recognised that there were those that were unwilling uh, to forgive or found it very difficult to forgive. And then last week we were looking at the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector and we saw that it was a story about two very different people who prayed two very different prayers and who ended up in two very different places. And this week we are continuing to think about living upside down and we're looking at the parable of the workers in the vineyard. The parable of the workers in the vineyard. And the first thing I want to say about this parable of workers in the vineyard is that it is about outrageous grace. It's about outrageous grace. Okay? When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to the foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. Interesting, isn't it? Do you, know, did you think the vineyard owner was a bit of a troublemaker? You know, he, he could have just paid them in the order that they'd worked and the, the people that came first, if they'd have been paid first and gone off, they'd have never have known, would they, that the people who turned up last were getting the same as them. And everything would have been okay, wouldn't it? They'd have been quite happy, everyone would have gone home happy. Uh, but the work that the, the vineyard owner uh, said to the foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last one hired. And ending up with the first. And straight away we are reminded of the upside down nature of the kingdom of God. That things are very often reversed. The workers who were hired about the eleventh hour came and each one received a denarius. So when they, those who came, who were hired first, they expected more. Quite reasonable behaviour, wouldn't you say? You know, you've, you've been working uh, from the beginning of the morning till the end of the day, in the heat of the day, and uh, you see these people that have come last, and they've got a denarius, and so your hopes will be raised, wouldn't you think, gosh, if, it's, if, they, if they're getting a denarius, how much are we going to get? That's what they would have been expecting. And, and quite reasonable, really, isn't it? Quite uh, reasonable to think that. Let me get this straight. The last guys get paid the same as the first who thought they'd get more, yes? And Jesus is saying that this is a picture of life of God, yes. Is it okay to say that God is bonkers? He says no, but but, but there's part of me that wants to say yes. uh, Because it doesn't make any sense, does it? It doesn't make any sense to us whatsoever 
that you would pay people exactly the same, even though the people that came last only worked for an hour. I mean, who here doesn't want a job where you only work an hour and you get paid for a day? Or how's about a job where you only work a day and you get paid for a week? Like a minister. (laughs) I joke. Tony Campolo, uh, in his uh, stories that feed your soul, uh, talking about grace, he says this, he says, one time I was discussing with a small group of junior high kids those things that were unique about the Christian gospel. I tried to explain to them what grace was all about. Then I asked what made grace different from mercy and justice. One boy with a smile on his face and a glint in his eye answered by saying, if a cop pulls you over for speeding and gives you a ticket, that's justice. If a cop pulls you over for a speeding ticket and gives you a warning, that's mercy. But if a cop pulls you over for speeding and gives you a Krispy Kreme donut, that's grace. (laughs) Friends, we have the God of the Krispy Kreme donut who specialises in grace. And it is outrageous grace. And how do we know it's outrageous? How do we know it's outrageous? Well, these men who were hired last worked only one hour. They said, and you have made us equal to us who have borne the burden of the work in the heat of the day. They were outraged by the landowner's actions. They were outraged. They were furious. They grumbled. They moaned about the fact that they were being treated equal to everybody else. They didn't like it. They were outraged. In other words, really what they were saying was, it's not fair. I'm sure there's nobody in this room this morning who's who's ever uttered those words, it's not fair. Maybe you know what it's like to be uh, the workers, especially in church, you know. Been to a church event, you know, like a fun day. And uh, at the end of the day, you've been there since the beginning, and at the end of the day, there's just a few people left uh, tidying up and everybody else has gone. And you're perhaps thinking, it's not fair. You know, I've, I've been here since the beginning of the morning. I've been, I was here on a Saturday praying and getting ready. And uh, we know what that feels like, don't we? When we see other people who we perhaps think are not working quite as hard as us. And there's a sense of injustice about it. A sense of it's not fair. And that's what the workers in the vineyard are saying basically. It isn't fair. Well I've said it before and I'll probably say it again. But God isn't fair. God doesn't treat people fairly. He doesn't treat people as they deserve to be treated. He doesn't give us a wage. For those people who are interested in wages, let's remember uh, the wages of sin is death. That's right. The wages of sin is death. God doesn't treat people fairly. He's outrageous. Not only is he outrageous, but he's generous. This story reminds us of the generous nature of God. Friend, I'm not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denial? See, at the beginning of the day, when the workers turned up, they were very happy to agree to the contract. They thought it was a fair day's pay. 
They were quite happy to work the day for Denarius. The only thing that had changed was that they'd seen other people who hadn't worked quite as long as them getting paid exactly the same as them. And suddenly that changed. Have you ever felt like that? You know, you thought everything was going great and then you suddenly saw somebody else who seemed to be getting a better deal than you. And suddenly your, your, your contentment in life is disturbed because you've seen somebody else who seems to be getting a much better deal with you. And though you were satisfied before you came across them, suddenly you feel that, that sense of dissatisfaction in your being, in your soul, because you feel that somebody else is getting a better deal. Children are great at this, don't, aren't they? they? They don't hold back. If, if a brother or sister uh, suddenly recognises that, that somebody in the family is uh, getting a little bit more, they're being allowed to stay up a bit less later, they're being allowed to, to, to do something that they're not allowed to do, they will make a great big fuss about it and they will scream, it's not fair. We do it in more reserved ways, don't we? Uh, and more discreet ways, but we still do exactly the same thing, don't we? Uh, there's something within us, isn't there? That sense of fairness. Friend, I'm not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree? And of course the answer is yes, he, they did agree. And they were quite happy. It's interesting, if, if, if you look at it, the, 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 the person goes out three, three or four times, doesn't he? It's only the first workers that agree to what they're going to get paid. The second time he says he'll give them a fair amount and the last ones doesn't say what he's going to pay them. So uh, the landowner hasn't been unfair, according to himself. Don't I have the right to do what I want to do with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? Are you envious because I am generous? Well, yes, that's what they didn't like about it. And, uh, you know, if we're honest, you know, there is something within our nature that we're not always pleased when somebody else receives something better than us, are we? Uh, you know, when God's blessing somebody else or some other church, uh, we might smile and say that's wonderful, but there's something inside us saying, hmm, that doesn't, why, why, why am I not getting that? Why am I not uh, receiving that blessing? There's something inside us that maybe doesn't always rejoice at God's generous. We want God to be generous with us. But there's something about us not being so happy when God is generous with other people. Especially if they are people that we have decided are not deserving of God's generosity. And this is the problem. And the interesting remark is that they say that you have made us equal. You have made us equal. And that's the thing about the kingdom of God. It equals people. You know, you can be a multi-millionaire as you work through those doors, or you can be on the door with next to nothing. But when you walk through those doors, you become equal because you become one of the people of God. And the influence and uh, the things that you have in this world are not the same, are not viewed the same within the kingdom of God as they are in the world that we live outside. Are you envious because I am generous? The landowner says. Tom Wright says, writing about this, he says, he's not rewarding us for effort, but doing what comes naturally 
to his overflowing, generous nature. You see, we live in a, in a world where you work and you are rewarded and you get what you deserve. That's how it works, isn't it? People get what they deserve. You work eight hours, you get eight hours pay. You work one hour, you only get one hour pay. And so we understand why these workers are outraged. And we're kidding ourselves. If, if we were in those first batch of workers um, and we lined up and saw the other people getting the same, that we too wouldn't be outraged. We're kidding ourselves. He's not rewarding us for our effort, but doing what comes naturally. So he's overflowing, generous nature. Hello, I've come to apply for the 5pm to 6pm shift. <laughs> Join the queue. Join the queue. Well, you've come to the right place. You've come to the right place. Because our God is a generous God and he has a generous grace to offer. The parable bugs me. First guys get totally ripped off. You know, when you come to think about it, all the people Jesus called, you and I have come late in the day. I love this parable. You see, this is good news, isn't it? It's good news for those that have come late in the day, but it isn't good news for those who have a strict work ethic, who think that the world ought to be organised on a fair basis uh, first come, uh, first rewarded, last come when you get what's left over. Uh, some of you may be familiar, you know, with the uh, first up, best dressed kind of attitude. And uh, that's, of course, how the world works, isn't it? And uh, we need to be uh, mindful of the fact that we too have only been saved by grace. Not by what we've done, not by anything of our own merit, but by Jesus' death on the cross. And then finally, I want to talk about contagious grace, because, you see, Jesus starts off by saying, for the kingdom of God is like a landover. He's saying, this is what the kingdom of God is like. In other words, if you're going to be part of the kingdom of God, this is how you are to live. This is what life is supposed to be like in the kingdom of God. Uh, the landowner in the story represents God, in case you didn't realise. The landowner in the story is Jesus saying, this is what God is like, and this is what God's kingdom's like, and this is what we are also to be like. Grace is not the way we normally do things, is it? It isn't the way that the world works, and if we're honest, it's not the way that we work. It's not the normal way. So the last will be first and the first will be last. We've heard that somewhere before, haven't we? In uh, When we were talking about the second, going the second mile. The first will be last and the last will be first. Max Lucado says, Five in the afternoon, tell me, what is a worker still doing in the yard at 5pm? The best of long since gone, the mediocre workers went at lunch, the last string went at 3pm. What kind of worker is left at 5pm? Well, the people in the story answer it, didn't they? Nobody hired us. Nobody wanted us. Uh, we obviously didn't look very fit for the job. These were the people, these were the leftovers. These were the people that nobody else wanted. And this landowner says, come, come and work for me. I've got a job for you to do. 
And there's a sense in which many of us have come at the 11th hour. And uh, we may feel that we haven't got much to offer in terms of a worldly sense. We might not have a lot of money. We might not feel that we've been very gifted. Um, But God says, come on into the kingdom because I've got a place for you. Nobody gets left out in God's kingdom. It's contagious, this grace. It is contagious. Max, uh, sorry, Philip Yancey in his book, What's So Amazing About Grace, says, Grace is scandalous. It's hard to accept, hard to believe, and hard to receive. Grace shocks us in what it offers. It is truly not of this world. It frightens us with what it does for sinners. Grace teaches us that God does for others what we would never do for them. I don't know about you, but I like that. Grace teaches us that God does for others what we would never do for them. Because we look at people and we make judgments about people and uh, we decide whether they are suitable, gifted, able. And God looks at people in a completely different way. And in the kingdom of God, this is how it's supposed to be. Grace teaches us that God does for others what we would never do for them. I came across this story. I don't know if it's a true story, but I, I hope it is, and I'm going to finish with this. It's a story about a, um, a New York mayor called uh, Farello Lagudiardi. And when he was the mayor of New York during the worst days of the Great, Great Depression and in all of World War II, um, many New Yorkers called him the little flower because he was only five foot four and always wore a carnation in his lapel. He was a colourful character who used to ride the New York City fire trucks. And uh, one evening he, uh, he went along to uh, the, uh, the, 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 a court in a very run-down area of the town. And the mayor turned up at night, and this was the court that served one of the poorest wards in the city. And the mayor dismissed the judge for the evening and took over the bench himself. Within a few minutes, a tattered old woman was brought before him, charged with stealing a loaf of bread. She told the mayor that her daughter's husband had deserted her, her daughter was sick and her two grandchildren were starving. But the shopkeeper from whom the bread was stolen refused to drop the charges. It's a real bad neighbourhood, Your Honour, the man told the mayor. She's got to be punished to teach other people around here a lesson. Lagario sighed. He turned to the woman and said, I've got to punish you. The law makes no exceptions. Ten dollars or ten days in jail. But even as he pronounced the sentence, the mayor was already reaching into his pocket. He extracted a bill and tossed it into the hat, saying, Here is the ten dollar fine, which I now remit. And furthermore, I'm going to fine everyone in this courtroom fifty cents for living in a town where a person has to steal bread so that her grandchildren can eat. Mr. Bailiff, collect the fines and give them to the defendant. The following day, the New York City newspaper reported that $47.50 was turned over to the bewildered old lady who had stolen a loaf of bread to feed her starving children. 50 cents of that amount being contributed by the red-faced grocery store owner, while some 70 petty criminals, people with traffic violations and New York policemen, each of whom had paid 50 cents for the privilege of doing so, gave the mayor a standing ovation. Here's my question for you. Did the elderly lady in the story get what she deserved? Clearly not. She had stolen a loaf of bread and she may have had good reason, but stealing is stealing. And regardless of the reason, punishment would seem to be the order of the day. What we see in the story is called grace. 
Grace is when one in a superior power shows kindness or mercy to a lesser person. And grace, friends, is the order of the day in God's kingdom. It is outrageous. It is outrageous because it goes beyond fairness and justice and mercy. It is generous beyond our imagination. And I hope that it is contagious, that we get a a sense, that we get a smell of something that is rather good and that we live like people of the kingdom of God.